I'm Andrew Sherman. I'm a Texas transplant who has always been in pursuit of art as a career. I've played in bands, pursued an acting career in Hollywood, but I found it behind the lens of a camera here in Dallas, Texas. I was born in New York, I've lived in Chicago, Los Angeles, Austin, but I love Dallas. There's a magical artistic scene in Dallas that mostly goes unnoticed to the outside world. This podcast is focused on what makes it so special and the people who make it thrive artistically. If you don't live here, and even if you do, you might not have heard of them. This is the Dallas Famous Podcast. So who you gonna be? Who you gonna be when you're all grown up? Who you gonna be? Who you gonna be when you're all for us? Yeah, a lighting director is a photographer's best friend. Today's guest, Josh Gully, has made a lot of photographer friends along his career, including me. Josh is the lighting director for the band Lettuce, among other bands, and regularly runs the lights at the Granada Theater, the House of Blues, and can pop up at nearly any lighting console around Dallas. Josh discusses how he sort of fell into being an LD and takes us on his journey to where he is today. I consider Josh one of the best at what he does, and it was very cool to get to pick his brain a bit. Let's go behind the lights with Josh Gully. Okay, we are back. Dallas Famous Podcast. With me today is Mr. Josh Gully. Mm-hmm. LD, lighting director. That's correct. Okay. Okay, first of all, I push buttons in time to songs I've never heard. That's... That is somewhat accurate. <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's uh, actually fairly accurate at this point. Yeah. Um, especially on the venue side of things. Um, sometimes even with my touring artists, because I, I <laughs> don't always know all their songs. Right, or they might throw something out randomly. Just especially in jam band world. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's start at the beginning with oh, young boy. Josh. Are you Texan? Yes, from Denton. Denton, okay. And mm-hmm. you grew up in Denton? Yep. Cool. And then school in Denton. <laughs> okay. Were you did you go to school for lights or? Uh no, I did not. Um there's not really that many schools for it. Hmm. Uh it's kind of unless you're unless you're going into like real theater world where you're doing fly rail systems and and uh like Broadway style lighting. Right. Right. Which, which in that one you probably go to i you know i wouldn't even know <laughs> right i so i just it just occurred to me because on broadway like they're doing cue to cue like every light's on a cue yep so are a lot of bands like i know you do a lot of jam bands but are a lot of other like not jam bands is that what they do generally yes okay yeah that would be um kind of uh pre-planned um either just push a, a go button where you know the next go is or uh, even these days, a lot of times it's triggered by time code through a computer. Oh, so it's like automated. Yeah, completely okay. automated. And then you have maybe make yourself a couple of buttons to keep yourself busy during the songs. Okay, like little auxiliary. Yeah, things like oh hey, this one turns the colors blue, or this one makes a strobe light happen. <laughs> okay, so, I don't, all right. I don't want to get in the weeds about lights because we're going to get there. <laughs> right. But okay, so <clears throat> let's let's back up even. So you were a musician at some point. Yes, I've been playing drums since I was five years old. Okay, so how did that? happened like how did you find that my dad's a drummer ah. so he's you know i was i grew up listening to him playing covers of pink floyd silly dan in the in the back room and one day he just kind of showed me how to hold the sticks and then now i've been playing since i have i've been playing drums longer than i have memories of being alive oh wow wow yeah. so okay so you're playing drums like you did you was your dad professional or just for fun just for fun. Okay. So what was there a certain point where you were like, you know, there's something more to this. I'm, I, this is hitting me differently than other people I know. Like, this is important. 
Um, that realization didn't come until a lot later because of growing up in Denton where everywhere you throw a rock, there's another drummer uh-huh. because of UNT. Yeah. So that was a, that was a later in life whenever I kind of got out of Denton. I was like, oh wait, not everybody around you is a like, uh, one o'clock lab band jazz drummer. That's just where I grew up. This uh-huh. is actually a special thing. Other places. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, my perspective of Denton would be that, and it's I like that that's what it is. You know, yeah. remember I first went to Denton for some event, and the mayor was going to be there. And when I showed up, I was like, "Wait a minute, the mayor's an old white guy? I thought he'd be tattooed and pierced." I didn't. <laughs> that's, that's. I guess there's two parts of Denton that you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then the joke, the other joke is that uh, I'm one of the like four people that are actually from there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, because everyone just goes to school. There. Yeah, everybody just goes to school there. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I get it. Um. So you play? Did you play in bands then? Or? Um, I played in bands in high school. Uh, I played in I played percussion in in school all the way through high school. Marched on drum lines, all the things. Mm. Yeah, that's um, fun. I like my, my drum lines. That's fun. Um, then at some point I decided this is not as fun as it used to be. I'm going to go play punk music instead. Ah, yeah, that, that's fair. And so, at what point did you start doing a light show with lights? That was just kind of a weird culmination of a tech theater background and a musical background. Um, I started doing lightboard operating for the theatrical side of things in school and middle school. Oh, okay. So I didn't really ever think about the fact that there was a combined world of the two until, again, much later on. Did did they just like assign you? Did you was it like an easy thing? Or how did it happen? Um, I, I grew up in the theater with the family side, and then at some point when uh, in the aging process, we all go, "Oh man, growing up is weird. I don't want people to look at me." So I switched from the stage to tech. Oh wow, okay, that <laughs> I, I can see that. I can see that. So okay, I already asked you. There's not school for lights. I mean, there's probably like tech schools, but that's... yeah, you can go to like art institute or like uh, tech schools. I think I think maybe Media Tech offers a lighting class now. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I, I went to media tech for audio engineering. Oh, cool. Yeah, so. we had Tiffany Fulmer on. Okay, so you're in middle school, you're in high school, you're doing the lights. I mean, you're also playing music. I mean, right. had, had it occurred to you that like this is kind of cool or you're just still doing it because it's something to do? Still just doing it because it was something to do. Yeah. Uh, looked good on a college application. Right. Kept me busy, even if like I wasn't busy enough. But you like there wasn't something about it even in that kind of more mundane setup that like kind of appealed to you or just is this what you know how to do? It was just kind of a natural thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just like felt like it was something that I really had a grasp on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really it. Yeah, I don't want to embarrass you, but <clears throat> I shoot a lot of venues and you are mm-hmm. one of the best lighting directors I've shot with. And I've shot with oh, you at man, different venues. You. Yeah, I'm not I'm not just saying that. And like, it's something that I never paid attention to. Mm-hmm. And now it's the only thing I think of when people are right. like, how was your show? Like, how was the show? How was the band? I'm like, they were dark. Right. Like, that's the way I see it. I mean, I don't, is that the same for you? Do you still feel that music in the same way? Um, I can't remember the last time I just watched a show and watched a show. I, I literally can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been decades. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't go just to see a show, right? At this point. Uh, it really depends on who it is. At this point, if I go to a show, it's usually like a novelty act at a, at a small bar mm-hmm. where it's something like um, Max Sabbath, a band that dresses up like. Uh, all the McDonald's characters and oh, plays yeah. Black Sabbath songs, oh, yeah. novelty acts like that. Right. Because right. it's fun for me. Because there's almost no production. Yeah. It's just a band doing something goofy because they feel like it. Yeah. And so it doesn't, you don't start thinking about like this guy's not doing something or I could right. be doing this. Or, yeah. Yeah. I try to, I, that's, the, that's the main thing is when I go to shows, I try to keep my own head out of it 
entirely and mm-hmm. just watch. I don't want to critique their production while I'm watching it, I, unless it's like a large scale. Right. I yeah. I can't go to a show and not think about shot, shots or something, even if I'm just. And it watching. sucks, man. <laughs> it's the one bad thing about it working. Really in, is because it's like we love music. We wouldn't be doing this, and it's like exactly. I don't even stay to the end of the show sometimes because <laughs> it's like it's you know I got to get up and do another one. You know, got to so. be traffic. So at a certain point. You must have been like, okay, wait, was there, what, what was the first band that like was not just like a high school boring thing? Oh, uh, you're going to have to elaborate a little bit on what you mean on that one. I mean, like, I mean, were you doing bands in high school too? No, not at all. Okay, I was, so I was, was playing your, in bands in high school. That was it. So when's your first lighting band situation? Uh, that happened uh, a, well down the road in early 20s. Um, I, uh, I started doing lights because there wasn't any audio work. Mm. Which is which is kind of a tale as old oh, as time. That's what you wanted to do is the audio. Yeah, what oh. I wanted to do was audio at that point. Okay. Uh, bands didn't come until a lot later. I got a job at a audio or lighting company that did small events, DJs, weddings, things like that, looking for audio work. I said, I don't have any audio work, but we need someone to go put these lights uh, against the walls around the room and turn them orange. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, hey, that's something different. I don't have n- any idea how to do that. And then... Uh, Ended up working, just kind of doing basic scenic lighting for a little while. That was the most boring thing ever. Yeah, uh, see that. And um, had just enough experience to later on get kind of randomly hired at House of Blues. Huh. It's, it's, it's kind of like a big gap there. but <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't think that's unusual with lighting because I, I, there aren't a lot of people, A, pursuing it and B, that are good at it. Yeah, so. No one knows you can be a lighting guy until you're a lighting guy. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, and you know, I've I've been around some guys that just didn't know how to use their gear as well. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, either you're trying to do it or you're just pushing buttons, I guess, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened to me is I got the I, I applied at House of Blues as a stagehand, got hired as a lighting guy because I had just enough experience on my resume from tech in high school and the other company doing wedding lights. They're like, hey, so you're going to start as a light guy. And I had no idea how to be a light guy. Mm-hmm. So I shut up, read the manuals and said, I cannot screw this up. Wow. And just then just learn as much as I could as fast as I could. And uh like no one's showing you, nobody's like over your shoulder. I had a couple of people train me and they, okay. they were fantastic. Um Ryan Vaughn taught me everything he knew whenever I started. I'd go ahead and name drop him on that one because he deserves it. Um he's not even a light guy anymore, but he'll laugh that I said that. <laughs> but yeah, he showed me how to run a show and program on day one, and then I kind of still do it the same way he showed me. Huh. And so House of Blues is a cool place to start. That's a great professional setup. Right? It is. Yeah. It is a fun place to start. They also have it uh, at the time of very old equipment. That's uh-huh. <laughs> well, very old is like ten years old in, in entertainment world. Right. And it was a kind of a, a an awful console to have to learn starting out. And I'm really glad I learned on it because if you can run that one, you can figure out how the rest of them all work. Huh. That makes sense. So you're doing this and you're thrown into it and you've made this commitment to yourself. At what yeah. point were you like, "This is fucking cool"? Pretty much day one. Yeah, because before that I was managing a Domino's pizza. <laughs> well, <laughs> so <laughs> that's, a, that's a good leap. Yeah, so. I'd left the production industry entirely because of the corporate and wedding side of things. Going, this is boring. There's no love in this. Uh-huh. Money's good, but I just hate it. I'm gonna go run a pizza place. Right. It didn't even occur to you that lighting. Like, that's so interesting to well, me. Well, the door was the door is so closed. Also, in the concert world, mm-hmm. uh, because unless you already know how to do it, kind of, there's no way to get started. Um. So going from corporate world over there, it's like no one's hiring because there's uh, three shows this week and we have six light guys on staff. Mm-hmm. 
uh, just kind of went, well, this is it. I'm going to go run a pizza place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, if you like went to like a bigger like production company, some of those hours are crazy. You know, like I used to do some of that and it's just. And unless you know they're there, you never go looking for them. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of those um, like temporary install production companies that people do festivals, uh, weddings, corporate, things like that. You would never know who to look for unless you already knew that company existed. Right. Right. So how long were you at House of Blues before you were feeling super comfortable with it? Um, or maybe not. Maybe you left before you were. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm still employed there. I've been there since since uh, day one of this whole concert thing. Oh, cool. Um, super comfortable. Uh, I don't know if I ever feel super comfortable at a show. <laughs> so it's like that live like thing where you might fuck up and there's like that. Always. Every okay. every show is, is nerve wracking. Okay. I, that's probably why you're so good. Cause you possibly the anxiety keeps me going dude. that's what that's why I'm good because it's anxiety it's just like the yeah, driving it's, force it's knowing that at any point you could just completely fuck it up yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, and ruin I'm, everything for everybody in the room right yeah that's, <laughs> it's a lot of pressure right yeah that's funny and so you so that's also speaks a lot to you that you're still kind of employed at these places like you haven't like left you just you just have different places that'll hire you right right um, I mean that's it's somewhat of an anomaly. I just, I, again, the anxiety thing, I hate mm. burning bridges. Um, I've, I've burned a couple They're They're definitely there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I still get calls from just about everywhere I've worked to say, Hey man, are you free this week? Um, the answers these days are usually no, but, uh, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'd like to think that it's still a positive regard at most of these places. At what point did you start going to other places to work? About two or three years into the House of Blues run. Okay. Um, were you was, doing like, five, wait, were you doing like five nights a week at House of Blues or like? Oh, no, I was doing like two nights a week at House of Blues and still working at the pizza place. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I did. I did two or three shows a week and then five nights of pizza delivery for like three years. Wow. And that was living in Denton, delivering pizza in Denton, driving to Dallas to do shows, going back and forth. Oh, oh man. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was awful. Yeah. Yeah, but you paid your dues. Yes. And so two and a half years in, where did you go? Where else did you go? Trees. Uh, Trees was the next one that called me. Nice. Um, just needed somebody that I'd worked with at House of Blues said, "Hey man, I need a I need a shift covered. Can you come in and and you know run the show here?" Uh, did an okay job, and then kept getting called back. Was that pretty exciting? Super exciting because yeah. you always hear about all these other places, and it's like once you what you feel lucky to get hired at one place, and then the second place that hires you, you're like, maybe this is actually what I do. Yeah. Like yeah. This, oh, I'm I'm actually doing this for like real now. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just like one place that gave you a chance and like they don't, nobody else. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But like was trees or was any of these venues like specifically like significant for you? Um, I mean, trees definitely was significant. Uh, it was the first time that I'd worked somewhere where uh, a majority of the artists were bands that I'd listened to. Oh, cool. So it was uh, it was seeing music that I knew every day because I'm, I'm, I'm far into the punk and metal scene. So that's kind of the trees vibe. Right. Um, that was really big. And then uh, Billy Bob's was big for me as well. Oh, gosh, that's huge. Uh, that was that was my first jump up mm-hmm. uh, in capacity versus down. Right. Uh, and it was working with all these artists whose names I definitely heard before. Uh, one of my first shows there was a, a giant collective that had everybody from Josh Weathers to Darius Rucker and all these huge names that I'd known my entire life kind wow. of thing. And that was where I was really like, do not screw this up. <laughs> and this might be what you do forever. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, so far you haven't screwed it up. I've screwed up a couple times. I mean, you <laughs> haven't screwed up to the point where you're not invited back. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Not anywhere. <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to really run that one back for a second. Right, right. So you're doing trees and then you pick up Granada. Uh, Granada was the last one. It was trees, Canada, trees and Billy Bob's. Uh, and then Canton Hall, which is now a studio at the factory, uh-huh. through trees. And then Bomb Factory, which is now just the factory, sure. through trees and Canton Hall. I got the job at Granada while working at Billy Bob's. Okay. And that was where I talked about, like, eh, burning bridges? No. It's because I had to start immediately at the Granada, like, the next day, next show. Oh, Or wow. else the, I didn't get the position. Okay. I had to kind of, like, tuck tail and be like, hey, guys, sorry. I got to go work somewhere else now. Bye. Uh-huh. And that did not feel good. Yeah. Especially in, in freelance production world, that's not a great way to get a call again. Yeah. And that guy probably knows everybody else on your call sheet. And you can blacklist yourself real quick. So I got very lucky that it ended up okay. Right. Yeah. I don't think people think about like the repercussions of some of those actions sometimes. Uh, okay. So at what point did you kind of connect with your first band that you're like their guy? Uh, the first... First band that like really brought me on, uh, Mojo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was working at Trees. I was... Uh, just a house shift, I think. Um, oh, that's the show where you guys met? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was shooting that show. That's interesting. What was it? it was Papadocio, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Leland would be like, of course it was Papadocio. Yeah, it but, was uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I, I'd never heard them. I'd never... That was... Jam World is something that I never knew of. That is so interesting because I thought that's who you were before this interview, to be honest. Yeah? I just didn't know. I don't know you that well. So I right. Just, I just... I associate because that's the first time I really, you know, got to know you was mm-hmm. with Mojo, so... Yeah, that was I met them at that show. I did I Jam World is something that I never really came up in. Um it it was like that was oh Dave Matthews, Grateful Dead, gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fish, what like the food? But uh <laughs> they uh Mojo played a set that I ran their lights for them, had never heard them, kinda just bust along and I went up to Leland and Evan after and I was like, We gotta talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We gotta we gotta have a conversation here. And um and that spawned like the next year or year or two of just kind of uh, going around with those guys. Um, every show that I possibly could um, kind of discovering this whole jam band festival world mm-hmm. that is now like my main occupation. Right. Right. So then was there bands in between them and lettuce? Oh yeah. Um, that was I actually got the, the first, the, the first call for like a national tour I got while I was out doing festivals with Mojo um, post COVID. Uh, and I, I just kind of looked at it. I was like, guys, sorry, I gotta, I gotta bail. Cause we were, you know, kind of doing it for the love of it. And I was like, these guys are going to pay me to do this. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> and it th- those guys were like, go. Yeah. 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 That was, uh, that was the first, I would, what I would call like the first national touring artist that I've worked with was wild rivers, the Canadian, uh, folk band and Canadian indie folk band. So I went on, did a white van tour with them. And that was when everybody's like, you know, once you have your first tour, it's not going to stop. And that is a very correct statement so far. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, like, I feel like I'm like working my butt up at what I do. Mm -hmm. I don't see every lighting person. I don't necessarily, I, I, it's maybe not fair to say, I don't know that many of them, but like, I just, when I'm shooting in certain venues that I know how good the lights can be and they're not good. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's just frustrating, you know. 
So. Know, there's a, a lot of uh, a lot of folks that may just not know that it doesn't look good on camera. This is a thing that I had to learn is that I'm the only one looking at it like that. You know, right? Like the bands want it dark most of the time. Like a lot of bands do. Anyway. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I hate. By the way, every band that's listening, I hate it. But when I was in a band, I wanted that too. So I get right. it. You know. It makes me think of uh, whenever I had uh, an older country artist. Uh, I just kept scaling down the front wash till it was at one percent, and he still said, "It's too damn bright. Turn it off." <laughs> and I, I told him, "I was like, it makes you look kind of dead." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's like, that's fine. <laughs> so yeah. we left him off. Yeah. I mean, I guess my perception is not accurate, which is like, oh, if you're on stage, you want to be seen. It's like, no, that's not true for everybody. That's how I ended up in tech. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, there was one band, I won't say the name, um, and it was at the old sundown before they redid the lights. Mm-hmm. And there was like, there were black spots on the stage. like, And so he was in one and I was like, hey man, before the show, I was like, can you scooch over that, that way for the light? And he's mm-hmm. like, he looked at me and he just walked into the dark even further. <laughs> I was like, I guess there's no photos of the bass player tonight. But <laughs> So how did Lettuce come about? Wow. Uh, that one's kind of just... Uh, phone rang man uh got i was uh where was i i was i think i was just like driving home from the granada and uh my a good friend of mine rob uh he was their old ld and uh, i got a call from him <laughs> i'm pretty sure it was verbatim like hey man you're about to get a call uh from lettuce management and i figure you'd be really pissed if i didn't call you first so he was he was a friend of mine for years that i've met uh, working as a house guy at house of blues um, and I had just, my name had come up across a couple of different folks that had recommended me, uh, that had very little ties to each other. So it was kind of just an instant bring them on. Wow. Th- they hadn't seen you at Granada or? Nope. Interesting. Yeah. They, they it's, it wasn't like, we've seen this guy's shows and they're awesome. It was just like, this guy's got a good recommendation. Bring them on. See if sink yeah. or swim. Yeah. They seem like pretty down earth guys too. So. They are, man. Yeah. They're good guys. I mean, I've, I've interacted with them just a little bit, but, uh, and so how long have you been doing that? Uh, coming up on just a, uh, just coming up on a year. Okay. And that's the biggest band you're traveling with right now. Uh, that's a matter of opinion, isn't it? Okay. Well, who, who else? <laughs> who else am I missing? Uh, I was doing glass jaw for a little while. Um, uh, I've got some, uh, I've got some upcoming, uh, stuff that I can't say quite yet. Um, kind of tied into that. Mm-hmm. And then, but yeah, other than that, lettuce for sure is the, is the artist right. that I'm working That's with. Awesome. My, my first artist uh, that I worked with, Wild River, is doing the, the White Van. They're uh, very about, about to go out doing an arena opener for uh, the Chicks. Oh, um, wow. That's a big deal. We've, we've since parted ways on that one, which is somewhat unfortunate, but I completely understand. Uh, but yeah, the largest artist is you never know. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I guess I mean in the, in the moment we're speaking of. Then this. yeah, lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. That's 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 just kind of a callback to support local bands because you never know who's going to blow up one day. Oh, absolutely. Like last night, uh, it was ripe, but AJ Smith opened from Nashville and I mm-hmm. was blown away by this kid. Awesome. Like, he was so good and I was not, not expecting it. We may have covered this. How, how does lighting at a venue differ from like doing a road thing? Um, venue uh you're generally working with the same uh same equipment every day uh you're generally working with a console that's yours with your file on it um sometimes you'll uh, what we call busk for the tours 
Sometimes you just get told to set it and forget it for the openers. Uh, there's a lot of downtime. It's um, and it's all in the seat of your pants. That's where that's where the, I push bo- uh, buttons for songs I've never heard for money kind of thing come from. Mm-hmm. Um, on the venue side, it's you've got your lights, but you've got new stuff every day. Uh, every different venue is laid out differently. Uh, and you have to live with your coworkers. <laughs> so. Right. Well, also, and sometimes like a bigger band might come through and they do their own lights and you just have the night off or, uh, you help them plug stuff in, show mm-hmm. them where, uh, to route everything, uh, make sure they're good and just kind of let them take over. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I always found that to be a little bit odd, but I guess it makes sense. Just you know. why I bought a Nintendo switch. Oh, so you're playing at the... At <laughs> yeah. the oh, wow. Okay. Hey, all right, man. If you're good, I'm going to go sit over here for a while and let me know if you need anything. <laughs> you're on the clock. I mean, how many people get paid to play Nintendo, right? Yeah, I mean, it kicks the shit out of managing a Domino's. I mean, well, there's that too. <laughs> That's that too. Yeah, um, I, you kind of touched on it before, but like if somebody was trying to get into this, break into this, what, what would you suggest? I'd suggest starting as a stagehand. Um, find any local production company, any anywhere around... Generally, major metros, you're not going to find them in like Tyler generally. But find a production company, ask any stagehands. The answer is always yes. Uh, it's going to probably pay low, but that's where you get in and start to meet people that aren't stagehands. They're audio engineers, video techs, uh, lighting designers. Then you can kind of pick a, I guess, uh, pick a path and kind of latch onto it and learn from there. And eventually, if you uh, do enough stagehand gigs, you kind of get swapped over. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you want to be a lighting person, it's best to just... I mean, Actually, I think that's great advice, because if you're going to be on a crew, the more skills you have, the more valuable you Absolutely. Are. And if you don't know how to wrap or tape a cable, then you're not going to make it super far. Yep. And they'll teach you how to do that on day one as a stagehand. Okay. Uh, they never taught me that, and I Oof. never figured it out. So <laughs> that's why I'm not doing that anymore. Right. To, do you have any... I, this may be a really weird question, but... Is there anything about this that, that you can put into words that is like what it is you love about it? Like why you enjoy lighting other people's stages as it were? Uh, it's uh, for me, it's a um, opportunity to create something alongside musicians that I respect a lot. Be able to put my own spin on something that someone else has already created. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's a, it's a hell of a challenge and it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say one thing mm-hmm. as a photographer. God, do I hate smoke. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> I, I get that it's important, but man, does it mess up some shots. Yeah, um, that's, you gotta, you gotta. Uh, Compensate. No, I know. I mean, it, it's. And, uh, the, the funniest thing about it is that I spend so much of my day literally chasing smoke in, in the air. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, just trying to get it even. Yeah, yeah. And for this exact reason is that uh-huh. photographers hate it. Uh, and, well, I appreciate that you even know that. <laughs> well, it's it, there was a saying forever where you know anytime like I get excited, all the audio guys would go, "Well, no one walks out humming the lights," <laughs> and and it's true. But we live in a new age where I can retort with that saying, "Well, no one's posting pictures of your mix on Instagram." It's true. <laughs> so it's true. I like to say that every band sounds great in my photos. Right. <laughs> Taking that one too. Yeah. Yeah. That's all yours. That's all yours. Hey, no uh, hate audio world. Yeah. No, not at all. I mean, you know, I, none of us could do it without each other, but it's not this. I mean, I shoot in a lot of clubs where the lights just, okay, do you want red or green? 
neither of those for photo. Yeah. Well, and in fact, I don't really shoot in those places anymore because right. I've like kind of right. leveled out, you know. But uh, I, I, I love like what you guys do for me is make me have a career. Like I couldn't, like when I shoot at places where the lights aren't great, my photos are not great sometimes. I mean, sometimes I can make magic with dark, but it's much harder to do. You know? Right. So well, um, I think it's more of a symbiotic thing. We, we help each other out a lot because mm-hmm. I am too busy to take photos of shows I'm working on to use sure. as a portfolio. Right. So if the photos look good, it's going to help us both out in the long run. See, Everybody, listen to that. <laughs> Take that to heart. It doesn't matter who you are, lighting or not. The photographer and you, symbiote. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, anyway, Josh, thanks a lot for coming and doing this. Yeah, uh, man. It's, sorry it uh, took a little while to get this lined up. But yeah, no, here we are. Happy to be here. Happy to talk about it. Yeah, and I mean, next time you're at a show, take a second and look at what those lights are doing. Because it's it's not it, you're, you may not even notice like how much of that visual is what's giving you that experience, but it's a big part of it, you know. Oh, if I can tack one thing on the end, please. Yeah, back to the uh, how to get started on this. If yeah. anybody is interested in this kind of thing, the softwares are all free. You can you can mess with it on your computer at home. Set up the most of them have a free visualizer software. If you're interested in it, start messing with it. Mm-hmm. The only thing stopping you is just not doing it. Yeah, that's great advice. Okay. Yeah, because like most people are not going to get thrown into the house of blues and have to like just you know, mm-hmm. and you're but you already had experience at that point, so yeah. I had I had <laughs> I had probably less than I had said I had at that point. That's true with most people getting a job, right? So <laughs> yeah, get the software, start messing with it, um, and go from there. I know you said you had stuff you can talk about. Is there anything coming up that you can? Um. I've got a tour with a Canadian band called Good Kid coming up uh, in about a month. Okay. Uh, that, and then I've got you know lettuce on festivals all through the summer uh, tours, and then uh, fall is the one that I can't talk about quite yet, but I'm, I'm excited about it. Okay. I, I guess last thing is there some moment where you just had this like everything came together perfectly with you, like a show that you were so proud of. Ooh. Uh, yeah, we'll do, we'll do, we'll do like two, this is a two-parter. Sure. Um, as a house engineer, it was, um, and some people, if they're listening, you're going to laugh when I say this. It was a, it was a band called Reliant K that I listened to in high school. <laughs> um, got to do their show as a house engineer. It was one of the ones they were playing an album, do every damn song on it. Uh, it was like, this is really cool. I'm going to do this forever. I, I like made it into this production world. And then that was like <laughs> seven years ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, the next one would have been um, <clears throat> the Rady Shell Symphony Show with Lettuce in San Diego. Because it was the biggest show I'd ever done. Uh, it was when I was still kind of under the microscope on if it was going to be a job that stuck or not. We nailed it. Uh, it was a huge show. And it was like, wow, that was really cool. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I love that. I'd like to thank my guest, Josh Gully. Theme song, Unstoppable by Celine Nerala. You can listen to the Dallas Famous Podcast every week on Deep LM Radio, Sundays and Tuesdays at 1 p.m. and then again on all the podcast places. Thanks again for tuning in.